Thanks for joining us today. Our church exists to give everyone, everywhere, every reason to know Jesus. You can learn more by connecting with us on Facebook at Journey Fellowship Denton. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Good morning, Journey. Not too long. Okay. Three hours, is it? Three hours. Good. Good morning, Journey. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, I am super excited, and I always, I'm always excited when I get to uh, share the word. And um, to all my online visitors, please don't change your setting. It's, I'm not the pastor. I just look like him. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And to all my visitors who are here now, um, Journey family, please tell them about me. Um, it only gets worse from here, all right? Um, I had some Starbucks today, so I'm, I'm hyped, I'm excited, and then I go on vacation on Tuesday. So let's go. Um, I'm so excited. So let's just go ahead and dive straight, straight into the Word. Uh, we are coming from Acts 19, verse 1 and 7. Uh, open your Bibles, your tablets, your phone, your smart devices. Uh, we'll have the Scripture on the Megatron All right? And if you have it, say amen. Amen. And it reads, And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, and I have to stop right there because I like to preach in context, and I like to uh, give you kind of set up the story. And so I have to set up the story because we have to know who Apollos was. And Apollos was a very intellectual Jew that was very eloquent in in speaking, um, knowledgeable in Scripture. Um, And he came to Ephesus, and he had an an enthusiastic spirit. Matter of fact, he was just like me, okay? Very eager, very knowledgeable. I don't know about knowledgeable, but very eager. But only taught John baptism of the repentance. And so while he was preaching, there was two individuals, Priscilla and Aquila, heard him preaching. Very good, very good, very awesome. And so they were, he was missing something. So I, I can just picture when he got off, he was doing good. He had everybody shouting, and I can hear them on the corner like, just come here. And so Paul was like, what's going on? He's like, hey, listen, um, you only taught John Baptist the, re- the repentance part, the baptism of repentance, but there's so much more than that. And he was like, what? He's like, yeah. Do you know about Jesus Christ, the resurrection, the Holy Spirit? And so they begin to educate him on that while he was preaching in Ephesus. So now we're here in chapter um, 19, and it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. And what I, I, this is me, I like to picture things. And I believe Aquila and Priscilla made a phone call to Paul, was like, hey, Paul, you might want to come back up here. Um, because um, this guy was teaching, but he forgot about the Holy Spirit. And I don't know how many people he done taught and left out the Holy Spirit. So I, be- I be- believe that Paul packed up his things and came to Ephesus to find out what was going, to kind of correct some things, right? Now, we all know that Paul was very courageous and brave and just outspoken. And so he came through and he found some disciples and he said to them, straight out, did you receive the Holy Spirit, when you believed. And they said, no, we haven't not even heard of this Holy Spirit. And he said, well, wait a minute. Then what were you baptized into? 
And they responded like anybody else. Well, I, we was baptized into John the Baptist. And he was like, well, well John the Baptist, uh, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him, which is who? Jesus. Y'all read the same scripture I'm reading. Good. That's good. And so on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and began speaking in tongues and prophesying. And the scripture says there's about 12 of them. So my topic on today that I want to kind of share with you is lights, camera, action. Okay, y'all just looking at me. Okay, okay. Let me, let me go on this side. Lights, camera, action. That's what, oh, thank you, thank you, y'all. Thank you. Listen, listen. I'm telling you, I got Starbucks. I got everything in me. Listen, and I'm naturally like this, so you guys are in trouble this morning. Okay. Lights, camera, action. So many of us, we like to watch a good movie, correct? We like comedy. One of my favorite comedy is Dumb and Dumber. Don't judge me, okay? Don't judge me. All right? Some of us like action movies. My wife knows if there's no killing, shooting, no nothing in the first five seconds, I'm not watching it. I want straight off the gate action movie. And there's some romantic tearjerkers that I would dare not watch with my wife. Because I'm a little bag of water and I start crying. She looks at me, what's going on? I'm like, allergies, these allergies are killing me. But we like some good movies. And some of us don't do movies. Some of us do shows. Like we, good, we like some good reality shows. Like my wife, she stays on HGTV. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. This, amen. Uh, okay. Some drama shows and some inspirational shows. One of my favorite inspirational, and I felt like I got saved every time I watched it, was Touched by an Angel. Amen. Anybody, anybody, there you go. I got some Touched by an Angel. I, I was like, oh, I got saved all over again. It is, and some family-oriented throwback shows. But regardless of the movies or show that we like to watch, can we all agree that we like some good entertainment? And if we was to be true to ourselves, majority of us should get a check. If people was to follow us with a camera in our lives. If you follow the Lewis family, we should be rich right by now. Because our kids say some things and do some things that I'm like, where did you get that from? They are a bunch of entertainment. But then we have some of us who have lives that are subscription-based only. Uh-oh. That means there's only a few people that would have access to the lives because I don't want everybody to know what I'm about. So I'm going to give you a subscription base. But here we have some disciples who were chosen to be casted on God's set, directed by Paul. Amen? And so I'm just, and I like to put stuff into pictures, y'all. Y'all know me. Come on. Disciples. It said that they were there and and I believe what the disciples do, just like we do every day or every Sunday, or we get dressed for church. We come in, we have some good praise and worship. Pastor Scott just gave a firing word that makes you just want to just, yeah. And they were probably all just hanging around and, you know, because Apollos had them did what he did and he went to Corinth. And now Paul, uh, Paul is right here. And so they probably just hang around, don't know the time, but Paul comes into the picture. And he's walking. He's, ah, hmm, what's going on here? Hmm, okay, okay, let me see what's going on. 
Paul comes in, and so he's about to interview some people, some disciples, to be cast in the movie that they don't even know they're going to be cast into. But Paul needed to make sure they understood their roles before, before they act. So the first thing he shouted out was, as a director would sit in the chair and says, lights. The light. The light that exposes the truth. See, in production, lights are important than we think. Light tells a story without it being explained. Okay, you want me to give an example? I sure will. Guys, fellas, you worked a whole long day, 10 hours. You come home, you open the door, and the lights are dim. Candlelight going. What you think is about to happen? It's going to be a romantic night. The wife doesn't have to say anything, but when you see the temperature of the light, you know, oh, I done did something good. Amen. Come on, fellas. Can, can I get? Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe. All right. But if you come home and you turn on the lights and no lights come on, what's that telling you? You got to pay some bills, okay? So nobody had to tell you, but the lights told you. Lights also shows the quality of the subject. Ladies, you guys are good with this. What happened? When you want to take a good selfie, what's the first thing you say? I need some good lighting because the lighting, you know that the lighting is going to show, it got to be a certain angle to show the certain makeup, to show the certain physique. No, you got to come to the left. Like, I hate taking pictures for my wife. Amen. I'm going to tell you, Amen. I'm a photographer. I just don't like taking pictures. I'm like, take your own picture because she's like, no, that's not it. You got to go up. You got to go to the side. You got to catch this because my makeup, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. But the lighting is so important. Imagine if I was preaching with the lights off. Yep, I done disappeared, right? Yeah. I'm blacker than black, right? I'm just mid- I'm midnight, right? And if we was to stay like this right here, there's two things that's going to happen. Either you're going to walk out or you're going to fall asleep. Because right now, the people online can't see me at all unless I stand right here and it looks like I'm telling a scary movie. But I'm so excited that in Genesis, when God created heavens and the earth, one of the first things he said was what? Let there be light. Oh, look at that, look at that. I'm not God, y'all. I promise you. That's my production team. Y'all get it up for my production team. It's so important because without light, you're blind. You're in darkness. So imagine walking around this whole world just in darkness without light. And so it, it, so it baffles me because in Matthew 5 and 14, it says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Do y'all understand what this scripture is saying? It's saying you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop, not down in the valley, on a hilltop. Why? Because you have people around you that's looking for your light. And your light needs to shine bright so when they need, when they need something, or they may can't come to a church right away, but they know I have a friend that has a shining light and I can get in contact with them. It's so important that we understand that how important the light is. In John 18, 
I mean, John 8 and verse 12, it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever, whoever, y'all know whoever is? That's anybody. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Paul knew it was more than just believing and being baptized when he seen the disciples. They needed someone that's going to keep them, lead them, comfort them, and give them power. Like, we are not in this world just to be sitting around here and be like, hey, I'm here, I love Jesus Christ. Praise God. No! Our, our responsibility, our light is supposed to make a difference. If you're taking notes, let me just tell you this one note. Just jot this down. Y'all ready for this? This is, this is going to be for free. The Holy Spirit is not in the world to be something, but he is in the world to do something. Isn't that good? He's in this world not to just sit here act like a trophy case and sit here and be like, I have the Holy Spirit, and don't do anything. So after this, Paul said, all right, I turn on the lights, I expose the truth. So I see that you all don't have the Holy Spirit, but we're going to change that. And so now he shouts out, he sits back in the director's chair, and he shouts out, camera. Can everybody say camera? Mm-hmm. Y'all a bunch of good directors. I'm going to hire y'all for my next movie. The camera records the truth. See, the light exposes the truth, but the camera records the truth. See, and the camera is designed to capture moments to be replayed at a later time. I can buy my wife a brand new phone. And y'all know, when I'm preaching, my wife is going to just be the most sinner of my messages, so she already now. But I can buy her a brand new phone. And weeks later, she says, something wrong with my phone. I'm like, what's going on? It says, I'm out of memory. What? I just bought you a phone last week. And I go through the phone, all you see is the kids, the dog, me, 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 me. I'm like, all right. But she captures every moment. And then I wonder, I'm like, why do you film everything? And then when we're, at, we're home at night in the bed, she just goes through and she laughs all over again and just replays the moment like it never happened. And so I'm like, Wow. And so she plays the moment because she wants to relive it. She captures it. And see, we all have access to cameras through our phone. Ladies, you got, you, with kids and on the sports, you all do the same thing and, and go through it. That's, that's, that's a given. But we all have access to the Word of God that has plenty of recorded truth that we can replay as many times as we want. I should have got an amen right there. You can open your Bible, and it has so many recorded truth in there. Have we ever watched a movie for the first time and then go back and watch it again? Then we miss something? And we're like, what? I didn't realize. And then we watch it again, and there's something else? And see, right here, Paul had to tell them what, what was recorded originally. Because he pulled out the truth. He pulled out the recorded truth, and he told them, and Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him, 
That is Jesus. So, Jesus, so Paul was like, wait a minute. Y'all missed something there. Let me replay this for you. This is what he said. And so, and so right here, it's like, what? They, like, okay, we missed that. We, we wasn't taught that. And so what I love about the recorded truth, which is the Bible, is that every time you read it, I don't care how many years you've been saved, there's something new. I've never, I've, listen, I've read this Bible, and every time I read the same, I'm like, wow. But you know, what? can I tell you a secret? The Bible, when you read it, it speaks to your current situation. I like that. Amen. It speaks to your current situation. So whatever situation you're dealing with, whatever that you're going through, you open your word and guarantee you the, the answer is going to be right there. I don't have to go to a council. I don't have to call nobody. I don't have to do nothing. I can just open the word because right here, the word is going to be the word and it's going to impact who. And basically, when I'm looking at the word, guess who I'm looking at? I'm looking at myself. And so Paul understood that. But he wanted to make sure that they understood that. And while we're going through this life, can I be honest with you? Your life is being recorded. You may not have people walking around with cameras because that following your life, that's kind of creepy. Might call 911, like, what's going on? But there are people that's recording your life up here. Every time you're doing something, that's why you have to be the light. Because every time you're doing something, they're recording what you're doing. How are you handling the situation? Because guess what? When they face that situation, they're going to go back and replay. Hey, Brother Leslie was going through that, and he came out just fine. Let me see what he did. But some of our lights are so dim, and because we just come to church, and just, we just hear the word, and we go back and doing the same thing. We have, to, we have to brighten our lights, y'all, I'm, I'm, because your life is being recorded through the lens of human eyes. Your life is also being recorded in the land books of life. So the question that needs to be brought up is, what will be, what will be recorded about your life as a believer? So Paul, he walks around, he sees these disciples, he used the light to expose the truth. He used the camera to record the truth. And now he sits back in his chair, direct the chair, and he calls out what? Action. My favorite part. The action now displays the truth. So when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And see, when they heard this, and, and I'm stuck right here because it's the hearing. When I heard, I was like, heard this. I'm like, okay. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, I went to my wife, and we was in a rush going somewhere, and she's trying to rush. I'm like, hey, what's the difference between hearing and listening? Why did I ask that question? She said, you, you know how when I tell you to do something, and you said, okay, babe, but you, then you don't actually do it? So you heard me. But you didn't listen to me. Oh, am I the only one? Oh, okay. Look at that. No, no. 
Because when we hear things, we process what we're hearing. And so I looked up in the scripture, and I'm like, and if you notice throughout the scriptures, it's nothing but hearing and heard and heard and hearing. And it's probably one time where it's mentioned where somebody listened. Because hearing is basically when we process the information. So they processed what Paul was saying, and it pierced their hearts, just like in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, when Peter was preaching. Peter was preaching, and what was the next question? They said, well, that's, that's good. What do we have to do next? Because they were eager. They were like, we heard what you said. It pierced our hearts. So what do we have to do next? Because they believed. And so now Peter said, well, now that you believe, you need to repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Then Peter told them, after you repent, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus to forgive your sins. But he didn't stop there, and that's where a lot of people stop. Because after you, get, after you repent and Jesus Christ forgives you, you will, and it says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Y'all have to understand that will. There is no contingencies on the will. If the word says will, that means it shall, it will happen. So there's no if, well, you know, um, my life, the way my life is set up. Um, no, no, he said if you repent, you be baptized, you will receive the Holy Spirit. So ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't make sense to put gas in the car and don't go anywhere. That doesn't? I can keep that $50. It doesn't make sense for my wife to cook a Thanksgiving meal and I don't eat it. Mm-mm. It doesn't make sense for us to go to a 9-to-5 job, work 80 hours, and don't get a paycheck. Oh, I heard a lot of amens on the, uh-huh. not me. So, let me, can I ask a question? So how does it make sense to come to church every Sunday, Wednesdays, small groups, and not reap the benefits that the Holy Ghost has for you? It doesn't make sense, y'all, because right here is giving us the formula. Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. Because what happened was when they received the Holy Spirit, Paul laid hands on them, and it says, the Scripture says, not me, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Can I, be, can I let y'all know something? When you receive the Holy Spirit, it gives you gifts. One of the things I used to hear um, growing up, and a lot of people said, oh, speaking in tongues is the evidence of salvation. And I said, wait a minute, as I, as I began, I was like, yeah, yeah, but as I studied, I said, no, it's not the evidence. It's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives. It's not the evidence. Because you know what confused me? Is that I had some people in my church that would speak in tongues, but couldn't speak to me. That right there, I'm like, wait a minute, all that kind of stuff, and and then you can't even speak to me? 
You cause more confusion for my pops than anything, and you speaking in tongues? That's the evidence? I don't even want that evidence. So I walked around in my life. I'm like, no, that can't, that can't be. But because I studied the scripture on my own, I understand that it wasn't the evidence. It's just a gift. Because there are gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. And I'm just going to list them right for you. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. Y'all hear this? Word of. That means when you speak, the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. The wisdom. When, have you ever, somebody ever came up to you and asked you a question, and you gave them an answer? It was like, oh, I needed that. And you, oh, I didn't, oh, wow. That wasn't you. That was the Holy Spirit. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. What I love about it is to increase faith. Because there is faith to receive salvation, but there is increased faith. The faith goes even further. Gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits. Which my wife carries very well. Because I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm like, hey. And she walks and says, uh-uh, babe. I'm like, what? No, no, he ain't no. I'm like, no, he's a, no, no. <laughs> She'll never do that. When, when she starts talking, I'm like, what? No. And so I'll step back and kind of see. I'll still befriend them, but there's some things I watch out for. But here, here's the thing. Oh, discerning of uh, spirits is because I used to ask God, I'm like, well, why you didn't give it to me? I'm the man of the house. I'm the leader. I need to discern stuff. And you know what he said? That's why I put you with her. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we think it's a gift. Not all of us can I be on. Not all of us are going to have those gifts. And it's okay because it's a gift. It's okay. It's okay for a certain person. That's why, as a body, as a, as believers. We are supposed to know our spiritual gifts, and the only way we can know our spiritual gifts is if we get into the Word and we find out who we are in Christ. That's the only way. All right, John, I hear you. You want me to keep it real, John? I got you. You are looking at a guy who lost his mother at six years old, was raised up as a Jehovah Witness. Yes, I was out there with those hot suits. Then when they passed, I was adopted into a family who were Catholic. So yes, I went through the whole catechism class, graduated, and I still have pictures in my whole white. I don't know what that was. I thought it was a dress. Like, what were they doing? But I have it. I was an altar boy, just sitting here carrying it. I went through the whole thing. And then my second adopted family, I got adopted too. Then I see all this jumping and shouting. And I'm like, what's this? Because coming from a Catholic to a Pentecostal, you're like, whoa. <laughs> These people are lit. They high. What? They clapping, jumping, doing jumping jacks. And, <laughs> and so I'm sitting here like, wow. And then as I grew up, I started playing. I started playing for different churches. I played for Baptist Church. I played for AME Church. I played for CME Church. 
Faith for all the E's church. All kinds of denominations. But guess what, y'all? I was struggling with pornography. Ooh, got quiet, huh? Yeah. I was on that keyboard. I came to, I came to every service, and I knew how to play. And that's what they called me for, to play. But while I'm on there, I'm struggling with, not even, not, let's, let's, be, let's keep it real, because struggling means that you ain't wanting to do it. Now, I was into pornography. Premiscuity. Can I, be, can I keep it extra real? I would smoke weed and go play. Because guess what? All they just was excited about me just, you better play, boy, but don't know I was hurting. I'm sitting here playing like every, I'm coming to church. And so for me, I'm thinking, oh, if I come to church and I make them dance and I make them shout and everything like that, then I'm good. But every time I go off the keyboard, I feel empty. I felt like I was being used. I didn't have the peace. I didn't have joy. Only thing is I had checks. That still didn't make me happy. I'm keeping it real, y'all. Like, you, this is not something that I'm just sitting here just, you know, telling you what I heard. I lived this life. Because I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I was riding under my dad's coattail, my adopted dad's coattail. He was a pastor, so I'm like, yeah. But I didn't have the Holy Spirit because I thought that coming to church was it. And even to the, and, and let's keep it real. I'm still here. Even I was like, well, okay, cool, Lord. I prayed. I said, well, God, I need you to help me with this. Because I don't want to be like this. So guess what? I'm just going to go ahead and get married. Still married. Sneaking into the other room. That didn't change a thing. That didn't change a thing because I was still on the computer. I still had those thoughts. So marriage wasn't the answer to it. That's a bonus for somebody. Marriage was not the answer to it. And so I, I said, well, God, what, what can I do? He said, you need the Holy Spirit to keep you. To keep you from doing it. And when I understood that, and I said, Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. And all I had to do was ask. All I had to do was ask, y'all, and the Holy Spirit came upon me where now where it used to be Pornhub is Bible Hub. And I still, with the Holy Spirit, I still have to feed him because, Pastor, I'm just a step away from losing my guard and going back. I'm just a step, listen, I'm human. I still live in this flesh. Everybody in here is just a step away. If you don't continue to feed your Holy Ghost with the Word, connect yourself with a good church, Journey Fellowship, 2227 Carroll Boulevard. See you next Sunday. I had to put a plug in there. No, but seriously, you got to feed yourself. You can't just get a Holy Spirit like, oh, I got it now. No, you got to feed it because the more sin is real, but my Holy Ghost is realer. 
times when I want to tell somebody off, my Holy Ghost said, Leslie. And I use I tell people, man, the Holy Ghost just saved your life. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm serious. Because you know why? Don't think that you it's gonna be you're gonna be perfect once you receive the Holy Spirit. Do you know what the Holy Spirit does? If you make a mistake, it says, hey, turn back. That repentive, repentive heart. Because now you have a repentive heart. That Holy Spirit is the one to turn you back and say, hey, no, 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 I know you made this mistake. All right. Here, now, here. So, if you're writing notes down, you can put this on your notepad. Coming to church is not the evidence of salvation. But the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of salvation. Can I get an amen? amen? Because once you have the Holy Spirit, you have love, true love. You have joy, peace, peace. Patience. Patience. Oh, y'all know. Listen. You have patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's that's when you know you have the Holy Spirit. And can I be honest with you? It's a process. You got to work on it. And then some people say, well, I, I'm just automatically just, yeah, okay, well, good for you. God bless you. It was a process for me. And it still is a process. And so my responsibility as a believer is to know it's a process, and I have to be able to, when that check engine light comes on, I got to check myself. Because if you drive with a check engine light for a long amount of time, and you say, oh, I just know my car, like I just did the other day. Then you go and end up paying a $423 bill because you ignored it and it caused more issues. Brother Danny, you work on drugs, you know if it breaks down, bring it in. I don't need Peter Bell. Now listen, let's fix it. Because if you let it keep going and keep going and keep going, it caused more issues and more issues, and now you find yourself back to where you started. So you ask yourself, well, I come to church. I do this, and I do that, but then something happens, and then I go right back. I come to church, I listen to pastor, something happens, I go right back. Now you just more exercise than what's needed because you're not having that Holy Ghost that's a keeper, y'all. He's going to keep you. He's going to lead you. So we got to stop this fake, phony church stuff. we got to come here and be real, just like when I was doing what I was doing, I was real about it. So why can't, why I got to be a, why I got to be weak for Jesus? I didn't want to say weak. Why I want to, why I got to be weak for Jesus when I come in here? If I'm going to be bold on the street, I'm going to be bold here. Because that's what God is calling for us. Guess who was bold? My boy Paul. I'm telling you, when I get to heaven, I'm like, where Paul at? 
Paul was gangster. His attitude didn't change, but his partner changed. So there's three areas in your lives, ladies and gentlemen, that the Holy Ghost would change when you receive it. The first area in your life it would change is your heart, your lifestyle. Because in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it says, Therefore, and see, listen, I am just a word type of person. Because if there's a therefore, there's a before. Always, when you're reading your scriptures, if there's something to say therefore, go back. Because there's a before, because before that he was telling them, hey, do not look at human with your human eye. Don't judge a human with a human eye. Because therefore, if anyone who's in Christ, He's a new creature. Anyone that's in Christ, y'all, he's a new creature, and all the old has passed away. And see, he has become new. So all that stuff that I used to do, I'm a new creature. Because my heart has changed. My lifestyle has changed. I'm not doing all that what I used to do and just be like, oh, I'm doing it. I get an easy, uneasy feeling. Because I'm a new creature. It changes your heart. It changes your lifestyle. Have you have somebody, you know, uh, <laughs> when you see people that you used to hang around in the streets or back in the day in school and whatever, and then you see them now, most of the time they come up to you and like, man, you're looking good. Straight up just came back from a reunion. You're like, yeah. You're like, what, you're looking good, man? What, what, what's different about you? Man, Jesus. Because guess what? Now, what is not me looking good is the light that shines so bright. And y'all understand, the light is not just the light to shine bright. The light is a conversation starter. Because if I see a bright light, I'm going to go to it and I'm going to, hey, what's different about you? And now it's like, oh, this Jesus. Jesus, yeah, you, let me tell you about him. That's all. And all you have to do is tell your testimony, how Jesus saved you. You don't have to be a scholar. If Jesus did something for you, then you have the right to tell what Jesus did. So the light changes you. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does, it changes your worship. Can I say that again? It changes your worship because it's no more coming than just like, man, she sings good. Good. It's a, it's a connection because when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you in John 4 and 24, I'm, t- I'm telling y'all scripture. Y'all go home and study. Scripture says God is what? Is a spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in what? Y'all read the same Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit and in truth. So if I have the Holy Spirit in me, 
and he is spirit, guess what connects us? The spirit. But not only connects us with the spirit, it connects us in truth. What is the truth? The word of God. In our small group, we were just talking about worship and, and things like that. And, and I, as I begin to study, y'all be careful with some of these songs you listen to. Because they're not, they worship but not true. They're just repetitive, nice little hooks and don't got no substance at all. Then there's some people who speak true but don't have no spirit. And we hear it on these rappers' albums. They quote scriptures but not living worth of life. That's why he said, you must worship me in spirit and in truth. There is not and or. It goes together. And the, last, and the third thing that it changes, it changes your finances. Oh, oh what? It changes your finances, y'all. And I had to really try to say, well, God, you know, I was raised up in church, and I was like, uh, you know, I was raised up in, keeping it real, I was raised up in church when they would tell you, hey, run around here three times and, and scream hallelujah, and you'll get $5,000 in your bank account. And there's a bunch of people that lost weight and was broke. Because all they did was bodily exercise, they running and stuff like that, but I don't need to run. Because what Malachi say? 3.10. Bring all tithes into the storehouse so there will be uh, enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord, not Leslie, says the Lord of heaven armies, I will open up the windows of heaven. Have you ever been so hot and you roll down your windows and you get that, that good old breeze? Imagine the windows of heaven opening. And he said, I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have room enough to take it. He said, you won't have room. And so I tried it. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I, was, I was a skeptical person. I would play behind preachers who would say, hey, they would come up. And Bridget, no. There's some pastors I would name right now would blow your mind, be like, what? They would come up and say, hey, man, how much money you need in the church? They'd say, man, we need about $10,000. Okay, I got you. I know how to make them give. Make? If Jesus don't make us do nothing, make. Bridget makes cake. Bridget makes food. Make me? So then when I understand it, it's form of witchcraft. Because you're coercing and creating things that's not even true when the Bible just simply says it. To bring all your tithes into the house. But what I love about at the end of it, this is what I love, y'all, is that he says, try it. Put me to the test. He's bold enough to say, hey, listen, if you don't believe it, put me to the test. And that's what I did. 
Not a dime comes in that I don't give my offering or a tithe, or I don't help somebody else. Because I know, I'm like, I tried it, and listen, and I'm not trying to brag or boast, but when I decided to jump out, and I, I feel like this is for somebody in here, when I decided to jump out and become a realtor, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I said, Lord, I'm trying you. I'm going to put you to the test. And as I haven't been a realtor for what, I haven't been a year yet and sold over 15 properties. That's not the boast on me, y'all, because that's the boast on the God that I serve. Because the God that I serve says, if seek ye first. Seek ye first, like not just passively finding, but hide and go seek. Y'all remember that? When you just, you moving furniture, imagine you losing your phone. That's the kind of seeking that God wants you to do. Yeah, uh-huh. I know I get you with the phone. You just don't passively just move. You tell the whole house looking for that phone. Where's my app? Find my phone. What's going on, kids? That's the kind of seeking that he wants you to have. He said, try me. Put me to the test. So I, 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 I'm passionate about this, y'all. And y'all, some of y'all already know me. I keep it real because God is real. And there's not a moment in my life that I'm not going to sit here and be passive with anything because God has mandated me to be real and keep it real. Because when I get to the heaven, I want to say, hey, I want him to say, well done, my good and faithful. Not perfect, but I was faithful to his word. So as I close, in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20. And this is so dear to my heart because Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door. I'm not an Amazon or UPS kind of type of guy. I just don't ring the doorbell and leave. He said, I stand and knock. Pastor, is there a... Is there somewhere in the Bible that says he, he was only knocked for a couple of minutes, or is there something I'm missing? I will stand at the door and knock. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all hear my voice. Y'all heard everything I said today. And God is knocking on some of y'all hearts right now. But one thing that he's not going to do is force you to make that decision and let him in. But he said, if that contingency. He says, if anyone hears, he didn't say, if a Christian that's been in church for three years or five years, he says, anyone, backslider, sinner, anyone that has a beaten heart, anyone, hears my voice and Open the door. It takes, it, it's a process, y'all. You hear it and you open the door. I will come into him. And this is what I love about it, though. He says, I will come into him 
and dine with him. He's not just going to come and be like, hey, how you doing? All right, good. Thank you for letting me in. God bless you. All right, I'm out. Because when, when John and Maria invite us over for food, we, we sit. As you as as all can tell. And we dine. We fellowship. We laugh. We get to know you. Like, we just have a good time. So it's not just something that just, we just sit here and just do passively. He said, I would dine with them. He would sit at the table with y'all. I hope y'all getting this. And he with me. So it's a relationship right here. It's a relationship. The Holy Spirit, listen, he's waiting. We were not designed to do this on our own. We was not designed to handle this world on our own. Because Jesus knew that we need somebody who's going to have more power than what we have. Everybody, please stand. Thanks for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this ministry, we want to encourage you to share it. And if you don't have a church home, come join us any Sunday at 1030.